welcome to another episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. Chris Gordon. So Chris, I'm going to tell a quick story here. So he's done our trusts, our wills. He's been our advisor. We've called him with all kinds of crazy things. My daughter calls me up. She's currently renting, which as you can imagine, drove me crazy. So she's currently renting, had a roommate that bailed on her at the last minute. And she's pre-law, and so she wants to bail on the whole thing. She's like, we're just going to let her move out. We just don't want to deal with this. I go, oh, my God, girl, you are pre-law. Fight her. Get that money back. So she wanted to get out of the house and not pay her share of the rent. Well, law was on that girl's side because she never signed the lease. The other three girls in the house did. I was still like, be a lawyer. Get in there. So we called Chris. And Chris was amazing and kind and smart and patient and he helped my daughter work through that. But really the, the story is, is that you want somebody on your side. You want the A-team, somebody that you can call with that silly stuff because my daughter has a roommate that doesn't want to pay her rent and I don't know where else to turn. That's the guy you want on your side and on your panel. And with that, I'm going to turn the table over to Chris Gordon. <laughs> You think, Jay thinks people don't like going to talk to him. <laughs> We're going to talk about dying. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I actually really like what I do, which I don't know what that says about me. I meet really nice people. Most people never get around to coming to see me. They just don't. I think the numbers are about two-thirds of people will die never having made a plan. And so if you just looked at that curve, I, I deal with the top one-third you know, of people in the world. It's really nice. And um, like me, most of them don't like attorneys, so they're a little afraid of me. And their whole goal is to avoid having to deal with me very much. But they like knowing me, and I like knowing them. It's, it's pretty lucky. So my, my theme is, and, and really the, the pattern of how I try to handle my practice with my clients is, I don't want you to be a fun story that I talk to my law school buddies about when we go to lunch. I love days when I go home from work and my wife, you know, bless her heart, she's, she is in the trenches with our five children and she needs some adult conversation. She says, how's your day, honey? And I look back and I'm like, I don't really have anything interesting to report. I just met a bunch of really nice people with really cool lives who just kind of wanted to get their ducks in a row. None of them were sick. None of them were dying. They just were kind of thinking ahead and I guess I could tell you a little bit about them, but it's really not that fun. You know, it's just, I, I don't, I'm having juicy. She's kind of looking for the juicy stories, and I don't want to have juicy stories. I have too many of those on my desk, and I, I don't like them. They're not fun. I, they make my heart hurt to have to help families through drama when there's been poor planning or inadequate planning or lack of planning. So this is probably one of the most boring guys I've ever met. This is my dad, all right? Charlie Gordon. Charlie the accountant. Charlie the, the a leftover from the Ward Cleaver generation. Dad, you know. We lost dad when I was in high school, and he passed away, he had Lou Gehrig's. And I don't have any interesting facts to tell you about how that went, because pretty much he and mom had their act together. So mom had to make a few phone calls to report that he'd, he'd passed, and that was how we resolved his estate. Nothing exciting, right? And, and that's, that's what we want to be, you know? And, and because of what he and my mom set up, that'll be how it is for her affairs. I'll make some phone calls. We'll get some paperwork. Not going to be a big deal. You know, contrast that, and, and I, have a, I have a real friend who I, I go to church with. Her name's Joy. Perfect name for her because she's about this big, loves Disneyland. She's a pistol of, a, of an Italian lady. She's really cool. And she was a juicy story. 
you know, uh, she and her husband were involved in a business. They, they owned some property. They owned a business. They had some money. They had some rentals. Most of it was in his name because he was the one that ran to actually, you know, sign the paperwork. And so they just, okay, well, rather than put, you know, you can put Joy's name on it later. His name's Dorian. Dorian, we'll just put Joy's name on it later. We'll get it taken care of. So as much as she was involved with him as a, as a full partner, on paper, she was not. Dorian is one of these guys who I will never understand, who thinks it's a lot of fun to go ride a bike uphill in the mountains, like all day. And I, apparently that's cool. I don't, not, not my thing. I'd, I'd rather go to soccer. But he got clipped. And he was in really bad shape for several months before he did ultimately pass away. Joy was not ready. Um, they were not ready. Joy had to take her husband to court while he was in a hospital bed to demonstrate to the court that he was disabled, well, duh, and that she would be, you know, she was the right person to manage his affairs. She could not get out their, their, check, their business checking account, even though she ran the business without his, I mean, at the end of, it was one of these situations where at the end of the day, she handed him a stack of checks and he signed them all and she couldn't even do that. And then she had to go through the exact same process again after he died. He, okay, he was alive, now he's not. I still need to, I need to get back into the stuff. I need to get it to me. So most people don't love talking about that, and most people are going to be fine. You know, most people live a good long life. They have some blips along the way, and they die. But we do have, you know, that anxiety. Well, what if something happened a little ahead of schedule that I wasn't planning on? I was looking at it, and so I've got, a, I'm a pretty average social media guy. I've got about 900 plus Facebook friends, you know, and that's a collection of people that I went to high school with, my mom's friends, because of course my mom's friends are on Facebook, my kids, friends, parents, a whole bunch of people. Four of them are dead, who are not old enough to be dead, you know? And so it does happen, right? The odds are that it won't happen to us. So, you know, most people you may have gathered don't like talking about that any more than they like looking at their balance sheet and looking at Jay's well-balanced and good advice charts, right? But it's, it, it's a thing, it's important. You, you might not know this, most people don't really like talking to attorneys. And, and it's because they feel like our job is to make things hard. And when really it's our job to make things easy, it, it, our job is to try to give you tools to make things easy. And, and this idea of I want it to be easy is really hard because you, it is easy to do nothing and to just act like none of this will ever happen. And it's actually pretty easy because like I say, most people live good, long, healthy lives and they're able to manage. But you kind of have to pick. Do you want it to be easy now or do you want it to be easy later? Because nobody, if, if you do nothing and something comes up, we have to figure out who is going to be able to deal with your affairs, because it's not automatic. How many of you are married? Okay. That piece of paper means a lot legally. It means a lot for a lot of reasons, but it means a lot legally. But do you know what it doesn't mean? It doesn't mean that you can sign your spouse's name to anything. It doesn't mean that you can authorize medical treatment automatically. It means that you're first in line, but it doesn't mean that it is automatic. And so if we don't do any planning, that goes through a lot of legal processes that we call guardianship, that we call conservatorship, free Britney, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> That's what that is. <laughs> the right thing to do is the really super easy thing, which is to just sign some power of attorney documents that your lawyer whipped up almost for free because he just thought it would be dumb not to, right? And if you can get that stuff done, you're going to be fine. That's just in case we get hurt. There's a whole other side of that for when we die. We have to laugh a little bit. We have to laugh when we're talking about death, otherwise it's just too hard. You know, you just put this stuff on paper. It's not that hard. If you work with somebody who halfway kind of likes it in my weird way, 
It's fine. I find that we laugh a lot in my office between chocolate and tissues, which I have to have in my office all the time. And then after passing, it's kind of the same thing. There's just some things you got to put on paper to make it work. My friend Joy, right? She was not on any of their property together, or she was on a very limited amount of it, right? So she was stuck. It wasn't hers. When we set up our retirement accounts or our life insurance policies, we can name beneficiaries, but it has to make sense. Otherwise, you know, if we don't have a will, we've got to follow whatever the default under the law would be. And probate is the process that kind of governs that. I don't really want to get into that a ton because it's just, it's just a lot of technical things to talk and it's probably more worth a conversation in person. But it's better to just jot a few things down. You can do a will really simply and it's, it's there. It's, it's just you do it, you forget about it for a few years. Most families who own property or who are gearing towards owning property, owning real estate, We'll look at how to avoid having to deal with probate issues, and that's where living trusts come in. Have any of you dealt with a trust? Have any of you sold a property to a trust or, or had, a, had one of your customers or your clients? Yeah, right, you've seen it. I bet if you looked on a city block or a suburban block, I don't know, how many do you think would be owned by a trust? Maybe a fourth or a third or an entity of some kind, you know? Or an LLC, right? Maybe that's something that we wanted to do for rental property purposes. So these entities really just need to all be tied together. They need to be built the right way, and they need to be designed such that your objectives are met. I mean, I always joke around that my free advice is to die a renter and, and make sure your last check bounces. And, you know, Jay wants to have you not worry about that, but sometimes I think, Jay, your advice needs to be, let's just get you down to zero and then we'll just, we'll go skydiving the next day or something like that, man, because it's just, you know, <laughs> right? Which brings me to something that was interesting. So Jay's friend, his name was Dan, right? So Dan? I thought about Dan from a very different angle. I thought about Dan at age 82. And if, because that's, most of my clients, they wait until they're that age to kind of finally come deal with it, which is sad. I wish I dealt with more folks that were more my peers. I love our parents, but we need to be thinking about this stuff too. But I thought about Dan in 82, and if you imagine Dan with real estate, and he's ready to die, and he's so excited because these properties have appreciated, they've done really great things for him, and he doesn't have a lot of cash in his estate, and he's got three kids, and he's so excited to pass this real estate onto his kids. Say if there's three kids, how many of them do you think are super excited to become big real estate investors? One. On average, that's about what I see. One of them is just pretty even keeled, pretty mellow, probably doing okay. That's probably the person that's in charge of Dan's estate, right? She doesn't care. She just kind of wants to keep the peace. That's why Dan put her in charge. And the other one super wants money, real bad. That family's gonna have some trouble. Now, they're all going to be fine. If Dan was halfway smart, or even if he halfway wasn't, that family's going to be okay because they all have an equal stake in whatever Dan had to leave behind. It's going to really piss off that one who thought that real estate was the best idea in the world because he was really excited to come into a bunch of free real estate because there's no better way to get real estate than to inherit it. <laughs> it's an awesome way to get real estate. <laughs> like, you know, barring whatever Congress comes up with, I mean, you pay no tax on it. You just get it. It's so cool, you know? And you don't have to worry about tax basis. You can just get it. You can sell it. You can keep it. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that guy who really wanted to keep all the real estate is going to be so mad at everybody else because he thought it would be a great idea for everybody to keep it. We'll go in on it together. We'll set up a partnership. It'll just be free money. One of them doesn't want free money, and the other one just doesn't want problems, and now she doesn't know what to do. So it's tough. Do you all see um, Secretariat? Okay. You can't watch movies like that with a guy like me because you know what that movie was about? Death tax. <laughs> it was not about a horse. It was about death tax. 
Swear. Why did she have to? Remember, think about it. Remember, do you remember the movie? Remember Diane Lane and everything? Like that? So the whole point of Secretariat was she needed him to win. Why did she need him to win? She wanted to keep the farm. She couldn't afford to because they had no cash, and they owed the IRS 40% on that farm. Now, we don't have to deal with that a whole lot anymore, but that was a death tax movie. That wasn't a horse racing movie. That's the only reason why I liked it. I don't like horse racing, but I was fascinated. <laughs> Secretariat had to win. She had to raise money in order to, to pay off her biggest creditor at that stage, which was the IRS, and her brother didn't want to keep the farm. Her brother wanted to sell. So even though we don't have death tax issues to deal with anymore, we have a lot of those similar issues with the family dynamic and how's this all going to go. Real estate is a beautiful thing to pass on and it's an awesome thing to inherit. There's a lot of conversations that need to be had in conjunction with your family about what do you want to accomplish with what you're trying to build here. If you're smart, you can do really well in retirement and you're going to have some left over. And it behooves us all to just be good stewards of that. I mean, there is a certain, when I was younger and brand new, none of my clients had died yet. Sounds weird, right? I mean, but none of my clients had died yet. So I built up this sort of bravado with my clients saying, you can do whatever the heck you want. You're not going to be here to deal with the aftermath. Well, now I've had clients die. And I have to watch their kids deal with the aftermath. So I've become a little bit more of an advocate for the kids. I mean, there's a certain honesty and a certain um, appropriateness in saying, you don't have to worry about it. You won't be around. But you are leaving behind relationships that are going to need to be dealt with and are going to need to, they're going to need to deal with each other. And that mostly bothers us. I mean, we think about that. If we don't care about that, what are we leaving them anything for anyway? Just do some good in the world and give it all to some charities. I mean, don't, you know, if, that, if you really don't care, then don't give them anything is kind of my take. Point is, everybody needs to have this conversation at some point. Nobody likes to do it. It's not something that you need to pay attention to every year of your life. It's something that you should get, get set up. Invest a little bit of money in it. You know, it might end up costing a couple thousand dollars or, or more to do a proper, good, well-balanced estate plan and to do it right. But it's not going to cost that every year. It's not even going to cost that every five years. But it needs to be done, and it needs to be done well. And it doesn't have to be that hard. You, just, you, you do need to just commit to spending a few hours on it, and then you're done. I would love to provide you, any of you guys that would like a, a phone conversation to just kind of get the lay of the land. I didn't get very technical at all today, and that was on purpose. It's just can't get technical in less than a half hour, 45 minutes. But we're going to talk about why you need powers of attorney, why you need wills, why you might need a trust, why we need to maybe talk about LLCs. Because you're at a stage of the life where you're just trying to get organized, you're trying to grow, you're trying to get ready for retirement. And then a guy like me can be with you when it is time to shift gears towards, okay, now we're getting out of the game. We're getting out of the game. We're trying to settle down. We're trying to make some arrangements for ourselves, for our families. And if you have that relationship, it's just it's easy. It's just someone that is on your list. I didn't specialize in intra-tenant disputes. I don't think that's a thing, right? I don't know. That sounded good though, right? I mean, that sounded like a thing. But I'm perfectly happy to spend a few minutes, you know? And so having someone to call from time to time is just is so nice. And so um, I would love to talk to any one of you. And, there's, and even if you just want to talk, there's no commitment or anything like that. But I'll give you the lay of the land. I'll tell you kind of what you might need to be thinking of. And I'll let you guys figure out kind of when you want to get that all worked out. So anyway, that's kind of all I have to say. Thank you. So obviously everybody's got their kind of bailiwick that they're working within. And there's so much knowledge between them and just having everything set up. You've been listening to the Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. 
Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com or your favorite podcast venue to hear more success stories, get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. If you enjoyed this, you might also enjoy our YouTube channel. Just look for The Ruth Team on YouTube or visit our site, theruthteam.com.